Welcome to the Edge of Greatness podcast. The path to greatness is never linear and requires patience and consistency. Join us on our journey as we peel back the layers of success, searching for that elusive core. Each week, we will explore a different component of greatness, utilizing experts who have traveled some part of the path that we are all on. We aim to uncover insights into the areas of leadership, coaching, performance, overcoming failure, the power of habits, and so much more. We are all on the edge of greatness. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Edge of Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Charles Schultz, and today I've got a special guest with me, Aaron Tiller. He is a professional football player. He's been in the AAF, the AFL, the XFL, uh, was actually invited to camp with the Tennessee Titans, and now is back in Columbus uh, coaching and preparing for his next uh, adventure into the uh, professional football world. So uh, thank you for joining us today, Aaron. My God, my God, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, what I wanted to talk to you about today is a lot of people see these professional athletes and their success and where they're at currently in life, and, and they're like, man, I want to be like that guy. I want to I have that shot in the, uh, the professional game. But they don't understand or see the journey that it takes and the efforts and, and kind of the process of getting to that level. And so I really want to dig into kind of how your journey's going, uh, where you're at now, kind of some of the next steps. So Tell me a little bit about kind of the process and uh, where your football career has taken you since finishing uh, playing football at Southern and your college career ending. What is your uh, what does your journey look like since then? Uh, my journey's been rough, man. My journey uh, it, it kind of took a, a turn when I when I pulled my hamstring going into pro day. You know, it kind of changed the whole jurisdiction of everything that I had. I mean, the whole trajectory of everything that I had going. You know, I thought I was gonna get picked up. Uh, late in the draft and I ended up running a bad 40 time all I got was a mini camp invite you know and with my size being as small as I am it kind of hindered me you know but I had a decision to make whether I was just going to go and accept the fact that all I got was a mini camp invite or, or just continue to build on who I've been my whole life you know and I at first you know when I didn't get the call on draft night it, it kind of it, it messed me up you know it crushes you when you 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 dream about it your whole life and you got the accolades and you know I thought I was the guy that was gonna make it you know and it's easy for you to just give up on your dreams and anything your goals your aspirations whatever you got going for yourself but you got to have a conversation with yourself and really dig deep so as I went to Tennessee and everything was good you know uh walking through the NFL doors you know seeing a locker with your name on it and you know uh going out getting a playbook uh seeing a contract that has a dollar amount that you've never seen in a day in your life before on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everything was so exciting, overwhelming, and, you know, just going out there and then just realizing, like, I'm, I can play with these guys, you know. And then when I went out there, I did everything I could in my power, you know, but I wasn't – it wasn't enough, you know. And I and as they they wanted me to, to do things, certain things that, that I have never learned before a day in my life, but when, you, when you're out there on a professional level, you don't get – a chance to be taught if you're not invested in, you know, the teaching comes from the first round, second round, third round draft picks. Everybody else, if you don't have it, if you don't know it, if you're not going, they're not going willing, they're not willing to teach you. So, with that being said, we got when I got released, um, I came back home, you know, started working out, training. Then my 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 agent got me a, a chance with Canada, and I went up there. It wasn't what I expected it was, and 
I was younger too, and all I knew was NFL. I said, I'm too good for this, you know, and I went up there with a mindset that wasn't positive. You know, I went up there, they wanted me to work out, they wanted me to do a bunch of things, and I kind of felt like I was too good to do all of that. So I got humbled again, you know, sent back home, right? So now I'm at home, now I got a decision to make. You know, I'm at home, I'm training, you know, but there's no there's no door open, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of just chasing a blind dream. So right now I'm just, I mean, like when in that in 2018, it was just work, 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 and then that's how I got introduced to the coaching aspect of things because I, when I was working training, my, coach, my head coach, I mean, my uncle is a head coach at Harvest Prep. So I started working out with the kids and doing all of that. And as I was doing that, I started to, it, it really brought the, the love back into it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it really showed me why I'm really doing this, you know? And then like, now, now I got to see them. I got to work out with them. They used to, I used them to help me in certain aspects of my game. Like, of course, like we'll go, like I'll go one-on-one against them, you know, but I do it as I go against seven of them at one time. So I go back and forth consecutive you know, to work on things while I'm tired, you know what I'm saying, to make it even playing field and get something out of it. But just seeing them start to believe in me and allow me to believe in myself, and that's when the opportunity for the AAF presented itself, you know. And then once that opportunity presented itself, I trained for it the whole winter. You know, I mean, the whole the whole, the whole spring, I mean, uh, the whole summer I trained for it. Everything was good. Uh, come, what was it, right around November, late November, went out to Salt Lake. You know, and then we had uh, we had a mini camp. You know, last time I was at a mini camp, I got released. So this time, you know, I got my head on my shoulders. It's a different kind of look, but it's the same kind of feel. All ex NFL guys. I'm the, I'm one of the very few with limited NFL experience, especially being a rookie. Um, then I go out there, and when I get out there, everything is good. And in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I didn't make it past this in the NFL. You know, so my mindset, they're making cuts. I got to come out here, act as if it's serious. Like, because at this point, there's no more practice. Everything is game preparation. So everything I'm doing is full speed. Uh, I'm locked in. I'm lo- everything that I'm paying attention to, every kind of detail that I can, not missing a note. I'm doing everything right. So as that concluded itself, I moved up the depth chart. I didn't get released. Um, but then we went to San Antonio. We went to San Antonio. Uh, it was a... It was a journey within itself, you know, like just getting out there and and playing and now we in camp, we're going full speed and all of this. But then this is when I start really got introduced to the politics. Right. So Tennessee, I kind of knew about the politics, you know what I'm saying? But come to AAF, I'm new to it. They're new to it's a new league. Everybody's new to it. I'm like, okay, this is an even playing ground. So it's no it's no big deal, right? So I go out there, play. Do everything I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm doing everything white, doing everything well, making I'm not the best out there, but I know I'm not the worst. You know what I'm saying? To to get re- but come come the end of camp, when camp concludes, I get released. You know what I'm saying? So there goes another dagger on my dream, my aspiration, like you get released from something you thought was an even playing field, especially when your results line up, you feel like they're not Especially you got the GM saying one thing, the head coach saying another thing. It's another political issue, right? So, but it, it it hurt me, but then it showed me, like, you can play. You know what I'm saying? You can play in this league. And as long as, as, long as I could play, I'm going to do it. So, therefore, the rest of that year, I was introduced to uh, – I went to Jacksonville, your call football, with, another, with more ex-NFL guys. And as I'm out there – I'm basically shining, you know what I'm saying? Everything, I come in late, 
and I didn't start, but first play I get in, I get a sack, you know, and then it's not really, it's like a, the fans called the play. So it wasn't really up-tempo football, but it was reps and film for me to get, and I was getting mad respect from the people that I was going against, the people I was facing, the people on my teams. So it started, it really gave me my confidence back, you know what I'm saying, that I, I, that I started to lose from the AAF, from uh, getting released in Canada, getting released in the NFL. It gave me all my confidence right back, you know. And then as I as it progressed, the uh, AFL presented itself, right? And as the AFL presented itself, I really wasn't interested because I felt like I was too good again, you know. And then the only reason I went is because I told him, I said, if you bring my brother along, I'll play, you know. So they brought my brother along, and when they brought him along the first week of cuts, they cut him. Right, so then I had a decision to make, another decision to make. I'm like, okay, well, either go home or just play football, you know. So at the end of the day, I just stayed out there, stuck it out, played it. And after I let go of my stubbornness, I actually enjoyed it. You know, I actually enjoyed it because you don't get a chance to play football for money and make a decent living, live for, for uh live for $600 a month, free food. You don't get that chance in life, you know what I'm saying? So once you start to appreciate, I started to appreciate it down the season, down the line of the season, I started to appreciate it more and more. And then as I started to appreciate it more and more, you know, I started to have more fun with it. You know, days weren't as long, you know, and then I'm, I started to make, make sense, like this is what I do, you know what I'm saying? This is the same, it's not the same game per se, but this is the same thing that you do in life. Like this is what you, I've adapted football and made it my life, right? So this is just another aspect of life. It's just another little twist and turn, and it's about an adjustment. So I enjoyed that. And then as that went on, I got a chance to get into the uh, the draft of the XFL came around as that season concluded. So now that, in this this time frame, I'm in my third camp going in, and it's only August, right? So I didn't I didn't put my whole college career. I had been through four camps. I'm headed into four in this one year, right? So my body's been through a lot. And as I got the call to go to Houston, I was excited. I get to go back outside. And my main thing is just getting back to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Or just getting a chance to even get in the actual NFL and supposed to just camp. You know what I'm saying? So as that as that happens, um, I get the call. And I'm excited. My boys, you know, I'm coaching football. Uh, they all excited. Everybody's excited. You know, I get down there, go down there with the same locked-in mentality focused. And as I'm down there, I'm starting to climb up the depth chart. Coaches wasn't really like, cause it, and, and the, the funny part about it is, this is how I got introduced to the political side. I learned that my GM from Salt Lake was the GM in Houston. So I learned that I was I, he wanted me to play in Salt Lake, but the head coach did not. So that's where the decision was made to let me go and bring on one of his guys, right? Mm-hmm. So then the first opportunity that presented itself, he brought me back and he brought me in the open draft. So when I got drafted down there, you know, I was moving up the depth chart. Finally, uh, went out there, pass rush for the first couple times, didn't lose. Everything was like, it was like a who's this kid, where he come from, especially against a bunch of ex-NFL guys. And then I got hurt, you know. I got hurt in seven on seven, break my foot. Now I'm back to square one, you know. And now I'm, this, is, this brings me up here today. It's my first time ever breaking a bone, 21 years playing a sport, first time breaking a bone. And now I'm just like low key devastated, right? And then as I'm as I'm climbing, you know, I'm like, okay, what I got to do to get back? How long can I sit out? You know, it's the Jones fracture, so I Google it. Five weeks at minimum, eight weeks at max. So as far as I'm going through, re- they they end up sending me home. They bring me back for just like a doctor's visit, send me home. 
I'm sending workouts every day, like showing my progress, just showing like that I belong on the team, you know. And in their mind, they're done with me. You know what I'm saying? Just like they're done with me. That's and that's that's what everybody. That's the vibe I was getting from everybody. Like, you know, it, you can't do. And 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 then the pandemic happens. Like the 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 way I was supposed to come back. I was supposed to come back week five. I was gonna work out. And me and my agent pretty much talked about it. Like they may just let you go after you work out, but the team nine will be available. So as I get ready to go, as I get ready to go work out, boom, COVID happens. Now. When COVID happens, I just got a decision to make. So, and this is another decision. This is a decision off of in total. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this decision keeps circling around because when you go from team to team, you got to reevaluate your life because you're at a different standpoint every time. You know what I'm saying? So, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm sitting there just thinking about, like, when I see the season has been canceled, you know, you don't know what's coming next, you know, and now it's just like, like, what do I do? And I've been built off of hard work and dedication, right? So my mentality is like, I gotta get it no matter what. No matter what happens, no matter what opportunity presents itself, I gotta make myself great. So in this time point, in this time frame alone, the option is always to go, I wanna play ball. You know what I'm saying? I always wanna go, I wanna be able, but the thing about it is it's not just about wanting to play ball, it's about being able to play ball because an opportunity can't present itself and you not be ready for it. Because if it does present itself and you're not ready for it, then why are you here? Like, what, what are you doing? What do you really want to do? And it shows what do you really want to do? How much do you really want this, right? Now you got to do enough that, like I say, I keep saying, the decision to make. So that's the decision that I made for myself. Like, when, when doors open back up, it's going to be hit the ground running, right? Especially with these supplemental leagues. Like, it's going to be who looks the best. Who is the best? You know what I'm saying? Because you know the dudes are going to get the shine and the love off their names alone. And that's cool. That's all fine. But after after that, it's who 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 looks the best. What's going on here? How What you been doing? Because just like the NFL came back, dudes was going down like flies. Uh, uh, basketball, dudes going down like flies. So we going from dudes going down like flies in the major professional sports. So once you get these semi-supplemental professional leagues going on, Dudes who going from being substitute teachers, accountants, uh, uh, truck drivers, all of this stuff, just in and out of their professions, what are they going to look like? You know what I'm saying? How quick are they going to go down? Right. Then where is your name at? You know what I'm saying? Now they call you, are you ready when your opportunity is called? And that's all. That's what it is about football in general, next man up, right? And so that's how I really pretty much live my life is next man up. And I know that I'm next, you know what I'm saying? And I can't allow a circumstance to take my dream away from me, but my dream has already been fulfilled, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm still, I'm still playing whenever I get a chance to, but the fact that I get out here, the, these boys get to see me doing what I do. Like, why does he work so hard and he's not even on a team? You know what I'm saying? It's easy to motivate people when they see you live what you, for one, what you've done, and for two, just stand on what you believe in, you know? And you're just not preaching just to preach to them, hard work, hard work, hard work. They actually, when they see you, they don't even have to hear you say hard work. They know you hard work. So that's what I really stand for. Like, I know everything I stand for is hard work and dedication. I never had anything easy in this football world ever. You know, I've been, I'm undersized by a great margin, but my, my, I'm overachieved by even more margin. You know what I'm saying? My, my stat line is, can compare with anybody that's in the league right now, especially when I came out of college, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm, like I tell everybody, I'm just about three and a half inches away from the same contract Miles Garrett has. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that it, it sucks to say, 
And some people may even say it's like, okay, you just feeling yourself or you can blame it on the school I went to, but no, numbers are numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like his, if he had 12 sacks, I had 10. You can't tell me that it's not the same thing. It's just about the size difference. It's about it's, it's not about what he can do more than I can do. It's about it's all about that's the political part about it. But you can you got two options there. You can sit there and dwell on it, or you can control what you can control. I can't control the fact that I'm, I'm shorter than him. I can't control the fact that I didn't get the opportunity. I can control when I get the opportunity, maximize it. You know, and that's the only things that that's what I really live on. That's what I that's why I stand for. That's why I wake up every morning to come out here. I come in here and work out every morning and with just a goal in mind, just like don't quit, don't give up. I want to be done with football because it's my time. I mean, it's on my terms. You know what I'm saying? It's my choice. Nobody wants to make the choice for me. So, and that's the that's why I get up. That's why I do everything I do so I can control my life and nobody else will control what I got going on per se. Yeah, no, that's 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 a quite a quite a whirlwind of the yeah. last few months for sure. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's a pretty awesome story as far as how much you've covered and how much territory you've covered and all the different things you've been exposed to in such a short period of time. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me is the, the idea of being humbled. Um, I, I think that's something that we lose sight of sometimes in, in our aspirations to achieve stuff. Um, it, is failure isn't a, isn't, isn't a negative. It, it, it can be used as a positive. And, and one of the mottos that I live by is fail forward. You know, I, I think that we are all forged by our failures and it makes us choose a path. And I want to talk a little bit more about kind of what you were talking about when you got humbled, when you got released, when you got injured, those types of things. Those were all, in a sense, from the outside perspective, a failure. Mm -hmm. But they forged a new path for you. And, and tell me what your, what your thought process was as each of those moments happened what new door or new opportunity opened for you from either a mindset standpoint or an opportunity standpoint and kind of what that meant for you? Well, uh, just like you say, fail forward. I always tell my kids that I don't lose. I learn, you know what I'm Love saying? That. And I never lose in anything that I do. I always learn from it. So when I'm humbled, you know, like being in football, I was, I was always top tier, you know, I always, I, nothing could stop me, and I always was going to outwork the next man, right? Now, coming to where your hard work and, and you, your, your dedication isn't always the main factor no more, you know, like, it's only the main factor once they're paying attention to you at one point, but it's not always going to stand out at all times like it used to, right? So, it started to teach me, like, just because somebody doesn't notice it, that doesn't mean it doesn't rub off on the people around you. So when I got when I got sent home, it was easy for me to 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 sit at home. Like the first when I got released from the AAF, I didn't move off the couch for two days. Right? It was it was easier for me to accept the fact that I got released from the NFL because I didn't get drafted. You know what I'm saying? I really yeah. I barely signed a contract. You know, and I, I I had one of the the lockers that didn't have your name lit up in lights. It was a piece of paper. You know, it had a jersey number, but you know it wasn't. It wasn't the glisten, but in the AAF, I felt like that was my shot, you know. So the difference is when I got home, I sat there, and then my trainer, uh, Chuck Gresham at the time, he he told me just like, bro, you you can't control that. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you can either give up on your dream or get back to work, you know. And then it was just like, it just dwelled on me like I can't stop my progress, mm -hmm. you know. So it really taught me just like, that was the first thing in life that taught me to keep going. Like that that actually that actually affected me in a a standpoint because at this point I'm out of college. I don't have no money. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's not just about football. It's just like when you sign a contract, you see you see you're gonna make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over the next two years, right? And then out of nowhere, it's gone. It's not there. It's like you you go from planning like you, especially coming out of college as a kid. I mean, not a kid, but you know, younger than I am now. And you just see, you start to plan your life. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna buy my mom this, right? I'm gonna invest in this, right? Got all these plans going for you to be ruined by a phone call, right? So now you just like it's just a point to where you can give up, like, or you can sit there and say everything that you had lined up for yourself. You're still gonna achieve it, no matter what happens in life. You know what I'm saying? No matter what you got to do to get there. As long as it's in the parameters of who you stand for and who you and what you stand by, then you don't have to you don't have to give up on it. And then that was my biggest that was the biggest test that I got. It's like I got these goals for myself that don't involve being on a football field. So I can't limit myself to being just a football player. I learned so much in the game of football. I would be I would be doing myself a, a disfavor by by not utilizing the skills that I've learned that I've acquired by being a leader, a captain, like, and I just looked at myself like, who will you lead? Who 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 can you lead looking like this? Who can you lead from this couch? Who can you lead sitting here in sorrow because something didn't go your way? Have you ever quit a game because uh because you missed a tackle on third and three and they got a first down? You know what I'm saying? And and I, I really I really made myself think like the last time you messed up in a game, anytime you mess up in a game, you always go to coach and say, I'll get it right back for you. And then you come back with a strip sack, a fumble for a touchdown. You come back, and that's who I had to remind myself, that's not just on the gridiron, that's life. You know what I'm saying? My life has been revolved around football for 21 years of it. So why for this day and a half will I revert from everything that I learned? Mm-hmm. You know? So it really taught me to, 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 to make life and football Combine them, you know what I'm saying? It really taught me to stop making them two different categories and make them one, you know what I'm saying? Because in accepting the fact that you're not a football player, you're a man, but you were made a man on the football field. A lot of people, you can't, a lot of people who, who choose paths, like some something in life is going to make a man out of you or going to make you tuck your tail. And the thing that made a man out of me was football, you know what I'm saying? Especially the off-the-field experiences, the teammates that I, that I came across, the uh the decisions that I had to make to continue to keep playing football, like so why would I revert back from them ways? And especially being around them kids, like like coaching is one of the things getting cut opened the door for me to coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of my like I love it to death. Like I love it. I love being a part of it. And not only do I coach, I train half of the kids I coach. I train some of the kids in the inner city. And then just seeing them get the things like like it's a lot of people who grow up without fathers, a lot of people that grow up without a support system. I was fortunate enough to have all of that, right? And you don't have to be motivated by not having that. You can be motivated by giving people what you had, you know what I'm saying, that don't have it, as opposed to trying not to trying to give people the things that you didn't have. That's a lot of people's motivation. I want to do for you what I didn't have, right? I want to give you what I had because that's how I became who I was. Right, I just took I just took three kids on a college visit. They all got offers. Right, those are those are the doors that happen that that open for me when I am not on the football field. Right, because on the football field, it's really it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. Right, but in life, it's only teaching you. 
It's teaching me how to tie the lead. It's teaching everything is learning. Like it's still just teaching, teaching, teaching me. But you can't show what you taught until you're off of it. Right. And right now I'm really utilizing the time being off the field to continue to pour in the kids, to continue to to give kids what I didn't have, what I do have, what I didn't have access to. Like I didn't have my 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 high school coaches were were great guys, you know what I'm saying? But there was a ceiling on their football knowledge just because they didn't go to the levels that I went to. Mm-hmm. Right? Now the fact that I get to give that back to kids that I get to get to express to them the importance of playing certain things or doing certain kind of stretches or what college coaches are looking for, you know what I'm saying, what NFL scouts are looking for prior to them even going to college or being just a – like, that's exciting. That's, that's giving them knowledge that I didn't have and that's giving them knowledge that I did have, you know what I'm saying? So just being able to share my story and just allow people to see what I'm doing and just continuing to help people, like – especially in the training aspect. Like, it's this training that I do for people, like my agent when I was coming out of college was paying four or $500 a week for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving it to kids for hardly nothing just because of the fact that they don't have access to this and it's not fair that the fact that they don't get to do it. And, and I, I, who, who would I be to sit here and try to charge a kid an arm and a leg when I know his parents or, or they don't have it? You know what I'm saying? I know I got to make my living one way, but... I just know that the resources available and the things that separate our state from other powerhouse states are the fact that we don't have the the train like they they're so much far advanced than us with the mentors not even the athletes just the mentors are so much further advanced than our mentors it's like I really want to even a playing field I want to be able to put things on the maps like my my little cousin just won defensive player of the year like 20 minutes ago oh, District awesome. You know what I'm saying First yeah. team all district That's awesome We worked all summer You know what I'm saying right. Now he get to sh- he, he watched me He watched my, my whole career You know what I'm saying He still roots for me You know what I'm saying So the fact that I get to 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 show him the way Like I show him the way I show him like We don't We're not lazy You know what I'm saying That's not It's not in our bloodline We don't have a, the luxury Of being um, uh, Just turn it off And turn it on We work for everything we got our genes aren't built that way, you know, and just to see him apply everything, you know, and then develop his own sense of hard work and take what I gave him, what my brother gave him, my family, all the support, and just apply that to his life, his game, it means more than me than getting a check every week playing football. You know what I'm saying? So that's those are the biggest things, the biggest accomplishments, just off the field and being able to, to be around these guys and coaching, getting, gaining the trust of – like being really a big brother figure to him, mm-hmm. and as I and I continue to grow in that profession, like I never thought I'd be calling a defense at 24 years old. You know what I'm saying? But I just called a defense in a regional championship, yeah. like a whole defense. And I, four years ago, I didn't even know what a cover two was. All I just knew what the fronts was. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I'm learning all of this, and the fact that all of this applies to me when I play. So now when I go back and play. I'm not only looking at it from a, a defender standpoint, I'm looking at it from a coordinator standpoint, you know, calling my own things. Like, or when I go back to motivate people, like I don't just motivate people to play no more. I know I just motivated uh, a 16-year-old kid to get all district. You know what I'm saying? I, I jump-started him to work during a pandemic to get all district. I got six kids that I work with on the all district team. You know what I'm saying? And it's all about what I always told them, Whatever you gonna do, whenever this whenever this door open, who gonna hit the ground running? Mm-hmm. And it gave me time to 
I told them, but they showed me. So with them showing me, when my opportunity presents itself, I got, I, they shot me. I, I, now I follow in their footsteps because they listened to me, but then they actually did it. I told them, but I haven't done it yet. So now they did their part. When the door opens for me, it's time for me to do my part. And that's what this whole process off the field has allowed me to see. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And for me, I, you know, I, I coach too. And it's uh, since I'm at a point where playing is not really an option for me, I'm, I'm past that point, you know, I, I, 37 years old they're not they're not looking for me to come out and try out and do some <laughs> stuff do some stuff Absolutely. i'm well past that point but i get energized to stay motivated to stay in shape to keep working hard through watching my kids do stuff and it sounds like you do too i mean it, it sounds like it gave you some serious energy to to keep pushing yourself in here in the weight room and to ment- mentally prepare yourself for when that opportunity comes because they did so much work for you. Now you're going to show them that all that work that they did motivated you to do some work as well. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that seem about what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's what I, I mean, for me, that's kind of why I'm doing this is, is I want people, I want young people to listen to this. I want coaches to listen to this and I want people to look at this and go, Oh man, I can take that and give it to my kids or I can take that and give it to my life and, right. and, and grow through all of their, ups and downs because you know no matter how what what you pursue or what you're doing you have to go through the peaks and the valleys Absolutely. you know and i think that's your story is uh one that i think can motivate a lot of people because you've seen the peaks you've seen the valleys you've you've been in both and, and you're still working through finding your path and that's that's what it's all about so um let's dig in i want to dig in a little bit more about what's next for you now cuz your your coaching season's done uh team's wrapped up your I mean, we're closing in on, the, I mean, another shutdown possibly here, mm-hmm. which is just getting ridiculous at this point. But, I mean, how do you stay motivated? What's what's next step? What's kind of on the horizon for you going forward now? Well, right now, we just, me and, me and my agent talking, and we got, you know, the, the leagues that I want to be a part of are pushed out to 2021, 2022. So, um, just now, it's just all about, it's all about this is like sudden change, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially if the, if the if another shutdown happens, it's about like okay, what can you do better in this shutdown that you didn't do last shutdown? You know what I'm saying? What what in this this sense of uh, quarantine, this new sense of quarantine we about to enter? What can you gain out of this that you didn't gain out of the last one? How can you make yourself better uh, as an athlete, as a person, as a as a mentor? Like what can you do to to better prepare yourself? Like I got uh, I do the personal training thing so. How can you motivate? How, what what kind of results can you get? What can you put in yourself? Like what can you invest in? What kind of what kind of things are you going to do? My my whole trajectory now is, it's not going to stop. You know what I'm saying? No matter what happens, I'm going forward. Right. Whether it's playing, whether it's training, whether it's coaching, whether it's working, I'm going to go forward. No matter like whatever it's building my business, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do something. Like nothing is going to be put on pause because of a situation that I can't control. And that's the thing about it is like. You got to be able to motivate yourself to do things that nobody else is doing. Because my whole thing now, especially with this pandemic, is hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. You know, like we all been, this is your chance. Like you want to get ahead, you want to do things, this is your chance. Who's going to be the best prepared, right? Because that's all it is about. Like who's going to be the best prepared once the things open up again, once uh once you get your opportunity, you know, once once some one kind of business opportunities. Like if you got to sit in front of a, uh, a bank and you need a loan and you got to present something how many times are you going to go over that be, uh, within the shutdown period right how many times are you going you can't get to the weight room so are you just going to sit there and get small until it's time for the weight room to open up again right you want to be an athlete you want to do 
How much you want to work on your flexibility, mobility? How much are you stretching during these times and these hours? Like, what are you? What, and these are the things I got for myself. Like, it's too much stuff for me to go on for me to be stagnant due to a circumstance that I can't control. Because there's plenty of things that I can control within within that circumstance that can make me grow and be better as a person. And that's what I'm gonna do. That's my main goal. Like, just continue to work better myself and continue to progress forward as time goes on. Oh, yeah, I love that. I, I tell my kids all the time, control what you can control because in sports, in life, there's always going to be something that pops up that you don't have any say over. You don't have any control over. Mm-hmm. So to dwell on those things or to be stuck in those moments just causes you unnecessary stress and, on, and, and it forces a lot of people to give up on their dreams and their goals when it wasn't even something that was actually going to dictate their success mm-hmm. because it was out of their control. It was something you just got to keep moving forward, like you said, and I love that. So the control what you control is huge for me. So um, as we move forward here, uh, what are some ways that people can connect with you? Uh, I'm going to obviously put this out here on uh, the podcast platforms, but it, or Instagram, emails, anything like that? Oh, uh, Instagram, uh, T-I-L-L-Z 33. Uh, Twitter, I'm on Twitter, uh, T-I-L-L-E-R, capital A underscore. And that's kind of my my little social media feed. Uh, I got a Facebook too, Aaron Tiller. You can follow me on any kind of social media platform. Uh, you can DM me, reach out. I always respond. It might not be quick, but I will get back to you. Yeah, no. So that's great. I'll, I'll make sure I put that in the show notes so that way people can connect with you, uh, follow your your journey because I know you got some big things coming. Absolutely. Um, and, and that'll be fun for the listeners to kind of see where you end up as all this starts to kind of level back out and get back into a uh, normal playing field. Absolutely. So, um, Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, I know you're busy and you got a lot going on, so I do appreciate you coming out here and sharing what uh, what your life's looking like right now mm-hmm. and how you motivate others. Because I don't know about my listeners right now, but I'm motivated. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I mean, your energy is awesome. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your story continue to grow and develop. So appreciate that. I appreciate it too, man. I appreciate it too, man. I thank you for having me. And I just hope that, you know, if you don't learn nothing from from hearing me speak, you know, you don't have to be a fan of mine or nothing, none of that. But just don't stop in anything that you got going on. Do not give up. And whatever dream that you got, you can accomplish it. And only person that can only person that can limit you is you. You know what I'm saying? Don't accept anybody else's limitations. Do your own research. Do your own homework. And you come to the realization of the things that you can do, the things that you can't do, and the things that you can't do, work on being able to do them. I feel like I can do anything that I put my mind to, and I and I truly believe that I live that. And no matter what it is, I'm going to fail a thousand times before I give up and tell myself that I can't do it. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you again. Uh, This has been another episode of the Edge of Greatness podcast. And as always, keep dreaming, reach for the stars, fall flat on your face. But no matter how many times you fall, always get up. Get up. Thank you for joining us today on the Edge of Greatness podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and join us again next time as we continue to dig deeper into the key components of greatness. The path to greatness is never linear, so remember to keep pursuing greatness no matter what. Keep stretching your abilities, reach for the stars, and fall flat on your face. But no matter what happens, remember, whenever we fall, always get up. Until next time, I'm Charles Schultz, and this was the Edge of Greatness Podcast. Podcast.